Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy, your go-to source for health and wellness discussions from one of our country's leading motivational speakers, Kathy Robinson Pickett. And now, without further delay, here's Straight Talk with Kathy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson Pickett, and I'm a woman with something to say. And I'm awful excited today because I have my son, Garrett. You guys have heard me talk about him over the years, but this is the first time he's ever been on the show with me. Welcome, Garrett. Thank you. (laughs) He's not a man of a lot of words sometimes, but today he's here because we have some exciting news And he's going to share that with you in a few minutes. But um, basically, we're here to talk about Friends Together. Friends Together is my organization that I started with my late husband, Steve Pickett. Obviously, lots of you that listen to the show have been a part of Friends Together over the years. And um, we're ready to get some new folks involved with us. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and how Friends Together started. And then we're going to move on to what we're looking forward to. So the last couple years, Friends Together's been in a little bit of a hiatus, um, just kind of doing what we do, but not on a large scale, mainly for lots of different reasons, uh, time, money, energy, mainly money, and funding sources have kind of been dried up a little bit from what they used to be. But I want to go back and start and tell you how we started Friends Together because that's one thing I get a lot of emails about and a lot of questions is how long has your foundation been around and what is it that you exactly have done? So I thought we would share that with you guys today. Friends Together started in 2001. Very simply, um, it started because I thought I was going to die and I wanted to leave a lasting legacy for my children, for the future, and for the world in hopes that the work that we began would would continue on in some tangible way even after I was gone. I was in the middle of care for breast cancer at the time. Yep, breast cancer on top of the HIV. December 1st, 1999, which is ironically World AIDS Day, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And in the year 2000, I had three surgeries and I did radiation treatment for a full year. At the end of that treatment, the doctor called Steve and I into his office. We weren't married at the time, but we were really close. And the doctor called both of us in and sat us down and said, basically, listen, Kathy, this is the deal. You are glowing in the dark from radiation. You can't have another treatment. Your viral load is over a million and your T-cells are under 50. You need to start thinking about transitioning, he said. Transitioning was a very polite way of saying, do you have a will? So I said, well, just how long do you think I have to transition? And he said, I guess probably between three and four years. Well, he was a little off on that guess since it's 2014 for sure. But it was by far the most pivotal moment in my life. When we left the doctor's office that day, I was getting my care in Miami at the time. We were heading north on I-95 and about Fort Lauderdale. Steve pulled off the side of the road, turned off the ignition to the Explorer, and blinked me in the eyes and said, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? I said, if we sit here on the side of I-95, my life is going to be really short. (laughs) If you've driven in South Florida, you know that to be true. 
He did not laugh, however. He got this tone with me that only he could get. And he said, I mean it. That just made me laugh even more. But it was almost magical. It was like this crystal ball appeared in front of me. And for the last year, every single day for over 365 days, this man had asked me to get married. And I had said no every single day. And all of a sudden, that was important to me. In that moment, I knew I wanted to marry this man and spend the rest of my life with him. And the other thing that became really clear to me was that I needed something tangible to leave behind if I was going to check out. And so about six weeks after this conversation, we had called 25 people from around the state of Florida that meant the most to the work that I had done. Doctors, lawyers, school teachers, principals. They all came to Florida Southern College and sat in the Hollis room. It was very melodramatic. Everybody cried and talked about me dying. And when they were all done, I said, I brought you guys here because I need, I want, we want to start something bigger than any of us in this room. Two things had become really clear to me. As I was getting sick, I would call places and say, listen, I am going to be too sick to come in six weeks. But here are several other people. They'll come. They'll do a really good job. And places would say, oh, no, Kathy, if it's not going to be you, then we just aren't talking about that. We'll show Shrek the movie. We'll talk about epilepsy. But we are not talking about sex. So I realized I had traveled the globe. I had spoken in more places than I could count. I had testified before Congress more times than there are people listening to this show probably. But I had never trained other people to do what I do. So that was really important. But the biggest thing and the most important thing in that room that day was this. Steve and I would go to schools and kids would come to me and they would say, Kathy, my mom and dad died of AIDS. We moved here and nobody knows. Kathy, I'm 16. I was born HIV positive. My mom is in jail. My daddy's dead. I live with my grandmother, and she says if I ever tell anybody the truth about being HIV positive, she will kick me out of the house. Kathy, my brother's gay, he lives in New York, he has AIDS. Our dad won't even let him call our house anymore because he's so ashamed of who he is. So much pain in people's hearts and their eyes for secrets they were keeping, they should not have to be keeping. So in that room that day, as we started talking about this, my late husband, Steve, some of you um, may know Steve was the ultimate Boy Scout. He had tracked the Appalachian Trail. He had taken hundreds of boys tracking trails, kayaking through the woods, canoeing around Nassau County. And in that room that day, he says, I think we should have camps. Now, my idea camping is the Sheraton Hotel on Siesta Key or something. That was not his idea of camping. I said, if we're going to have camps, there better be beds, air conditioning, and somebody besides me better be cooking. But camps indeed is what we started doing. Friends Together was born, and we started doing camps. We would bring families, whatever someone's family was, to camp. Gay couple, straight couple, single mom, single dad, foster families, grandmothers raising their grandchildren. We brought them to camp, and at camp we helped them get a plan to live instead of a plan to die. We did about 30 camps in the course of a decade. It was the most amazing thing. I guarantee it's the reason I'm alive today because when Steve died in the car accident, it would have been really easy to pull the covers up over my head and say, this is it. The straw has broken the camel's back. I have two children that call me mom, but I have about 400 others that call me Mama Kathy. And I knew at that time those kids depended on me every day to get up 
and go out and continue the work that Steve and I had started. So we did that, and I think we did an amazing job at that. So many of our children have grown up in college, graduated from college, got master's degrees, wanting to be engineers, wanting to be doctors. A lot of these are children that their parents never thought would go to kindergarten. And so we know that we gave them a brighter future and a better tomorrow in what we were able to accomplish with friends together. As our kids got older, problems became different. Our families didn't need camp anymore, but they definitely need life skills and they needed education and the ability to just live a normal life when we didn't know that they were gonna live a normal life. I turned 49 this week, a few weeks ago now, if you're listening to this show. I never thought I would live to be 30. So our plans have changed over time and things developed. And as our kids didn't need camps anymore, we kind of gradually faded out that program. In the course of Friends Together Though Building, we took trips to Africa, Tanzania. We fell in love with that country and we fell in love with the work that we could do there. We traveled around the United States and we spoke and we met people. Literally, we spoke to over 2 million people in the course of a decade. And it was an amazing journey. And now it's time for the next generation to look to the future. And so Garrett is here today to talk about that future and where we head from this point on with Friends Together and how you, anybody in the sound of my voice, can be involved with us and help us make a difference and help us continue to bring a message of compassion and hope to people who need that. So Garrett, it's your turn to take over the mic and share with people, what are we looking at? What are you dreaming about for the future of this organization? All right, so uh, once again, my name's Garrett Robinson and just graduated from USF with my degree in marketing and management. And I think um, what brought me to this point in my life is the simple fact that I was in college and I think a lot of people kind of use that time to dictate where they want to go in life and you know what really matches them their dreams their ambitions what they want to do for the remainder of their life and for me I was uh, <clears throat> came to a point where um, I was introduced to a movement called YPR and that's what really changed it for me I've spent so much of my life uh, working with friends together doing the mountain in 06, doing the bike rides over and over. And I finished college, and I'm thinking back on my life and what's been the most meaningful and the times that I cherish most and think about the most. And it is the, it's those times. It's the times where we are impacting the lives of others, living for someone other than ourselves. And so I kind of more or less got fed up with uh, living the regular day-to-day lifestyle of uh, you know worrying about my next job and uh, what I'm going to be doing from here on out, how can I make money, how can I do this and that, when really what matters to me is leaving my stamp on the world, whether it be through helping others by climbing mountains, by fundraising, by you know simply talking to someone about their problems, whatever it is. So I came to a point, I remember the, remember the day, it was, it's been a few months now, and I was sitting at home and I've been you know living this lifestyle of, you know, I want to do great and I know I'm going to do great things and everything. I just got to a point where I was tired of waiting, and now is going to be the time where I, I start to make my difference. So I uh, I sent a message out to a few people that have been working with us with Friends Together for the past few years, 
and I got some pretty good feedback, uh, mixed emotions from many, but what I decided was I'm ready to go back to Africa. We've always talked about making a second, well, for me, a second trip, third trip for Friends Together, and I just decided that it was time to do that. I've been introduced to a lot of very influential people through the movement of YPR, and that's really what's motivated me to you know, live up to my full potential. So uh, our plan now is for summer of 2015 to make our third trip to Tanzania, Tanzania Africa to do Mount Kilimanjaro. We're going to be delivering medical supplies and school supplies once again to local villages and organizations and things like that. And what, we're really, what we really want this time is to create a campaign that's going to, you know, really forecast something that's going to be self-sustained in the future. We want to create an organization and a culture that's going to live on well past any of our years. And so with that, you know, we look back on what we did for the last trips and what we had to, um, where we had to go, who we had to talk to to really raise money and make it really worth it. So this time, it's a very different world uh, via social media and, you know, just what we all know as far as how to connect with the world. You know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're a testimonial to that. So uh, right now, we challenge each and every one of you listeners to, you know, get involved somehow. Check out the links, check out uh, our pages and things like that. But what we're going to be doing is um, really creating a campaign that, we can raise money, like I said, but on a much larger scale. So uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, yeah, so as as Friends Together is remolding and rebranding and relooking at ourselves, um, when Garrett came to me, we began talking about what the future looks like. And so Friends Together is now going to concentrate our efforts on education and awareness around social justice issues, never leaving our roots in HIV, just expanding and looking at how do we make the world a better place? And how do we bring awareness and education to college campuses, to universities, to to schools, to churches, to businesses, to organizations? How do we look at the culture that's going on in our world today that is about me, 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 and change that to a healthier and brighter future for folks around sexual responsibility, around HIV, around domestic violence, around all types of topics and um, things that discussions need to be happening and about and aren't necessarily happening about. So Garrett just told you about our first big event and it will be to go back to um, Mount Kilimanjaro, Tanzania, Moshi Village, Moshi area region of Tanzania. We will be collecting medical supplies of all sorts, over-the-counter kind of things, um, as we did in the past. The last trip, we took about 600 pounds of medical and school supplies. Certainly, we hope to um, at least triple that this time and maybe even more. So if you would like to get involved in collecting over-the-counter medical supplies, we have list available on the sites. Um, school supplies, we have list available on the sites. And absolutely money. We need your help to make this vision happen. And so we have our GoFundMe sites ready um, if you would like to donate to the cause. We also are challenging you. If you have been part of Friends Together in the past, if you were touched by our programs, if you volunteered for us or were a participant, what can you do to help us create this future? 
Can you talk to folks in your churches? Can you talk to folks in your organizations? Can you help us rebrand and relaunch Friends Together? And that is our biggest challenge. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're um, praying for, is that each of you will decide to be involved with us on whatever level that you can. Even if it's $5, it all adds up to make a big difference and a big change in the world. So Friends Together is going to be relaunching today, this week. You'll see tons of new stuff. Check out our website at friendstogether.org. Check out our Facebook page, our new Facebook page. Um, If you haven't been a member of the, not the group, but the page itself, it's Friends Together on Facebook. You can always reach us at our email address, which is friends-together at outlook.com. Or, of course, you can reach us at our normal Straight Talk website, um, which is Straight Talk with Kathy. You can reach us on Twitter at Straight Talk Pod. You can reach us um, by email for questions, comments, and concerns at straighttalkwithkathy at gmail.com. Please tune in. Please keep listening because we are going to have so much stuff um, on the horizon coming at you, coming to or your community, toward your foundations, toward your churches and your organizations. And we want to be a part of changing the social conversation that's happening in the world today. I know for Garrett, um, he was a little uh, not so ready to do this podcast. So I really appreciate that he decided he would be on here with me today. I know it's kind of scary when you start all this stuff at first, but He is awesome, and those of you know that I wouldn't be where I am today without either of my children. They have made my life worth living, and certainly I am excited to see what they can do as the next generation. Um, So keep tuned in and keep listening, and until next time, be the boss of your brain.